Indie Comics episode 137. Rooks, the I don't want to uh, spoil anything, but we we probably should have done like a pre-show recording because the the number ones for next week are incredibly terrible. Where are all the well? I don't know, and I let's just go and do the old diatribe of just because they're not for us doesn't mean they're not for other people. But who are these people? Uh, who? Um, where are the creators? Get on. Where are where are the number one? I I, I want to see just a fleet of ones, and I got nothing. We got like three ones. Well, four ones. It just means that we're doing the whole thing this week where we recommend books to one another rather than reading a, a debut review. So those people well, this this week of, of last week of January who have number one issues coming out, we are sorry, but nothing <laughs> nothing is speaking to us. Yeah, I mean, look, I and, and we want to be uh, readers of new stuff, but don't you feel like even still we miss things? But how? Why? Where? I'm, I'm, I'm acting like, like like Bill Shatner over here. What did we do <gasps> to miss the thing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, uh, we managed to miss good books wherever they come out, but not this week. So whatever. Unless, listen, if somebody reads something and you all love it, hit us up online. Please tell us about it because, uh, yeah, otherwise we're going to be in the dark. And we're sorry about that because we're supposed to be bringing you the recommendations. Well, we will by way of things that happened yesteryear. Or, or. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's get into uh, the follow up. So we we talked uh, briefly recently about the, a Black Widow movie coming to the to the MCU. Uh, yada yada yada. It's been a long time coming. The CBR put out a thing that was a, a story that Russo brothers uh, should direct Marvel's Black Widow movie, and I feel that this is completely off base. Why? Well, number one, they. By the time this Black Widow movie comes out, they would have already done like four MCU movies. I mean, I've really enjoyed the ones they've done, but can we get some like new fresh blood in there? Some some new peeps, uh, some new things. We had like a new person take over Thor. They did a great job. Black Panther looks like it's going to be pretty cool, and I'm and I'm sure you know all all the ladies in the room would would love to sort of compare this to uh, the woman director that did. Was it Patty Jenkins is her name? You maybe? can't even say her name without is, being sure. That's how well you know it. Uh, I don't know director's names. I don't know the, the Russo brothers' first names. Well, you know it's Russo uh, well, and brothers. Okay. Well, we should have a woman direct Black Widow is what I'm getting at. Well, listen, I'm a big fan of The Devil You Know, and I feel like these guys have been very consistently good in this category, so I'm not going to discount them or say that they're off base as you would claim, but – if they uh, say not for us, well, then we'll try the others. But I would never, uh, you know, say not these guys because they've done a fantastic job directing. Which I think Thor and Black Widow could not be more different in their uh, cinematic. You know, you know, one's a god of thunder and one's like a street level like assassin. So yeah, I feel like the Rooster Brothers got, you know, got it on lock. They did four. No, no, I'm saying someone new did Thor. No, you said four. Oh, yeah, what well, by the, by the time this would come out, didn't they, they did Winter Soldier. Yes. They did Civil War. Okay. They are doing Avengers Infinity War, and I feel like they're doing the part two of Avengers Infinity War. Okay, well, nevertheless, uh, I support them if they get the job, and I support uh, other routes if that's what it comes to. So I don't know. I, I hate to. I'm not even running for office. I just. I, I'm trying to be uh, open-minded. Is all I'm trying to say. 
Okay, that's fine. Don't, just don't give it to to um, Michael Bay. Yeah, or anyone other than Wonder Woman director who has done a DC movie. And her name would be? Patty Jenkins, maybe? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. So apparently Umbrella Academy Table Read is going really well, if not amazing, according to... Uh, a creator uh, of the book. Okay. <laughs> I mean, can we take this for what it's worth, is that it's one of the creators? Uh, but but even still, this is this is still very exciting for me. And, and I can't, still can't quite wrap my head around that this is going to be debuting in 2018, given that they're doing table reads now. It's late January. They're going to be turning this sucker around pretty fast. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for that to, to see it. I'm very, I love this book a lot, but I don't want them to mess it up by hurrying. Well, according to Fabio Moon, it's amazing. Well, I think he's kind of biased. Well, I mean, what does he have to gain from this besides <laughs> <laughs> all this money? Anyway, so that's good. Speaking of things that have been brought to the the, the screens, small screens, so Happy, uh, uh, which I guess is a Mark Miller book, right? Uh, happy which was on... Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson. God, I way suck off. as a salesman. Well, that's not way off. They could be friends. Uh, it's already been renewed for season two uh, by Sci-Fi. Are you watching this at all? Where are I, you? I'm not yet, and I keep seeing it pop up on my my Sling channel of a show that I might like, and I, to which I say your algorithms are correct, um, but I just have not gotten to it yet. I'm only just now like working through Punisher. I'm way behind. Well, it is in fact a good a good show, and it is. I, I can't believe what they get away with on this show. It's very violent. Uh, there are sexual elements. For sure, but uh, you know, again, I, I was concerned about how could they possibly pull off this this kind of, you know, the the cartoon horse and the whole thing, and that it works. So there you go. Great, I can't wait to watch it. I'm glad it's sticking around. Okay, so let's just dive right into this week's debut review, which would be Legion Number One of Five, which you know we love a limited series uh, out of Marvel by Peter Milgan. So uh, I'm not sure how much you are a, a fan or even aware of Legion as a character, even separate from the show uh, on FX. Anything? Where, where are you? Uh, very little, which is why I was excited to give this a shot because to me, it's it's a new character that I know little about, and it seems that it, it seemed to me that it was going to be broken away from you know all the all the other big books that are out there right now. It'd be sort of its own story. I don't need to know a ton about the X Men to understand this little five issue arc. So it was. The premise seemed like a welcoming uh, gesture to a reader like myself. So what we get is, okay, so Legion is a complicated character in the Marvel Universe. He is the illegitimate son of Professor X. He is a schizophrenic, uh, multiple personality. And I, I, in fact, used a term that in the book they correct you about these days. I didn't realize that was passe. Uh, and each personality has his own ca- uh, power set. And it caused a lot of a lot of problems. He's very powerful, and so apparently he's got this this one personality that is is bad news, and he's on the road to try and fix it. That's a, that is that that's fair. That's, that's that sounds about general. right. Okay, so I thought this could have gone in a lot of directions. I had a lot of concerns about how the artwork, which I think is a little bit um, light, given the I, what I think is a, is a darker story. It, it, but it still worked for me. I, I feel like, and you didn't have to have because they gave you lots of like inner inner monologue and and enough like background and, and the whole character you know introduction. 
Um, I, I thought it was all right. What, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm up there. I'm up there with that. It was easy to get into um, a lot of a lot of background, which was helpful for me. Uh, you know, I learned in the beginning quite a bit about about him. Um, you know, didn't feel stressed to to know his complete background and and what's happening though. And and you know that. And I don't know if this this doctor that he's going to see is she has she been around before? Does she have any relevance at all, or is she a new character? I did not know her, and I was hopeful that when it was like, yeah, some voice told him like, "You're going to see her." I was like, "Who are we going to get?" And then we got this one, and I was like, "I don't know who this is." Okay, well, that see to me that makes it interesting because I'm I'm hopeful this is this is a nice little five issue arc that uh, will introduce a character. That could then, you know, to a reader like me, would open up, open up his world. You know, I've seen bits of the Legion show, which I will finish, and I have already stated that I'm behind on television. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I will finish it. I have enjoyed what I've seen. I, you know, I might. I don't know that I'll stick around waiting for this book. It, it seems like something I will let hit. You know, its five issue run and read it through. Marvel Unlimited or Comicsology Unlimited, if it comes there, but I, and I think it's a good effort, uh, put together quite well. I mean, I think a solid B minus B. Okay. I mean, right. it's 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 respectable. I would say. Does, has he, would does say he always have this like crazy spiky hair? All the time. Okay. All the time. It's but it's to me kind of. It's like me. a. Uh, what's the old school movie? House Party. Oh, yeah, kid and play. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, and that would be kid in this case. Uh, okay, well, there, there, there you go. All right. So, uh, as previously stated, we do not have a debut review next week, which which gives us the opportunity to assign each other uh, things that we would not ordinarily get to say. You have to read this. Mm-hmm. So, what what's going on? So I will I will tackle the one that you have for me, and that is Sheltered Volume One. Uh, you've got the Comicsology link in here for me, so that thank you very much. Easy easy click through. A pre a, a pre apocalyptic tale of survival at any cost. The men and women of Safe Haven have been preparing for any and all end of world scenarios for years. However, their bunkers, weapons, and training can't save them from the one threat they never could have expected: their own children. So this came out in 2013. Uh, Ed Brisson is the writer who's, who has since obviously been uh, much more prevalent in the uh, comic book, you know, stuff. Uh, I think you will enjoy this. And this happens to be, uh, which you don't have to read the whole thing, uh, volume one. So you get five books here for the cost of your uh, Comicsology Unlimited uh, membership. So, but I'm, I'm curious to see what you think. I really enjoyed this book the whole way through, and it, oh. it is a, it is a one, you know, basically. One book or whenever, like twelve. I think it's twelve books total. Done. It's my kind of speed. Oh, I know. I know. And what do you All have? Right, so, so we got Young Avengers number one. This is the 2013 edition, and I I feel like I've read a little bit of Young Avengers, but not this. So it reads: Legacy isn't a dirty word, but it's an irrelevant one. It's not important what their parents did. It matters what they do. Someone has to save the world. Wiccan, Hulkling, and Hawkeye unite with Loki, Marvel Boy, and Miss America to do just that. Yeah, so you may have read this at some point. Um, if not, this this also came out uh, January 2013. This is put together, as, as I'm sure you could probably 
get hints of if you looked at any of the art, but it's Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey who have gone on yeah. to, to do things like Wicked Divine that you now read. Um, so as you read, you will, you will certainly see how, how those two put together. It's a fantastic book to read panel by panel. Um, this is the book that got me into their style together and, and what led me into Wicked Divine. And uh, I can't remember exactly, and, I'm, and I might read the first issue again just to remember what went on in, in that part, but uh, I'll be interested to see if you remember reading it, if the first issue is good enough to keep you going, or I can't remember at all. It's been so long as to what happens exactly in the first issue, but uh, these two know how to put together a book, and this was a, a great run. All right, well, I'll see you at the movies. I mean, next week at the show. Yeah, that we for the do. show. Okay, I was just doing like a, whatever. It doesn't matter. So what else did you get to this week? Uh, I got to Teen Titans number 16, and I think I may be at the point where I stop paying for this book. Uh, I, I know you've been bitching about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I, I read the book for Damien. If anyone listens to the show, obviously knows that's a favorite character of mine. And this issue was completely about Starfire. So, and you know, I don't, I get it. It's a Teen Titans. He's not the only member, but then I end up paying, you know, whatever it was, three or four bucks for a book that I don't really like all that much anyways, for an issue that had nothing to do with him at all. So, you know, I read through it and just wasn't pleased while I was doing so, but whatever it is, what it is. I'm, I'm sure there's people that love the Teen Titans and this book probably, probably suits them, but just for, me being my curmudgeon self about only wanting to read about Damien, it's not sufficing for me. Okay, well, you know, you, you are you are. However, at the end of this book in Comixology, there was a maybe five or six page preview of the Terrifics from DC, which we, we've talked about briefly a few episodes back. And this is the group of DC characters that are similar in nature to the Fantastic Four, and it's going to be written by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I thought yeah. it was interesting enough to to take a peek at. Um, this could be this could be cool. I mean, it's it's very similar in nature to at least to me as as what Mister Miracle is. It's you know it's a creator that I know and enjoy his work with a cast of characters that I know absolutely nothing about. Um, so you know I don't have to go in fully connected into the DC universe. I have no idea how the Terrifics play a part in the Dark Universe or what universe they're even a part of in DC. Uh, to me, it was it was a nice teaser of, you know, some different characters with a Jeff Lemire style of, of writing, and it's probably something that that we should give uh, the first issue a look see when it comes out. Well, I'm I'm down with you. I made mention last week that I got my hardcover of Vision that I wanted to read it again before handing it off to uh, this guy at work, and uh, I did just that. So I I kind of did like a the whole a quick, thing. Yeah, I mean, I like a quick breeze through it. Um, you know, I wasn't making sure that I caught up on every little story item. And, you know, if I miss something, oh, well, I'm sure I'll read it again at some point in the future, but obviously holds up still a great book. I, I dug through some of the, the back feature stuff, a lot of interesting tidbits, uh, all in all, if you were a fan of vision, the, uh, the heart and you're someone like me that likes to show off the hard covers of, of stuff that you really enjoy. This is, it's one worth picking up. Well, I'm happy for you. And lastly, I was browsing around on comiXology unlimited, and stumbled across uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" Okay, so I okay, we talked this before the show. I always see this. Yes. What is it? And isn't it good? Uh, so here's I had no, I, and I'm not sure if you know this or not, but 
I had no idea that the book that this, so this is a novel turned into a comic book, graphic novel, essentially okay. translated into graphic novel. But the book that it is translating is what led to the, the original Blade Runner movie. Wow. Were you aware okay. of this? No. Yeah. I had no idea. So, I mean, like, and I've, we, we talked Blade Runner, you know, when that, when that movie came out and I'd mentioned that I, that I went to see it, the, the new one. So I had, I remember seeing Blade Runner growing up, but you know, never really was super into it, nor did I remember every little thing that happened or what it was based on or, or anything like that. And when the new one came out, I had some friends that, you know, were way more into it than I was and wanted to see it. And, uh, you know, I tagged along and, and it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I watched some, some like YouTube videos of the original to get myself up to speed on sort of who some of the characters were and, and what the world was like. And I guess even in my readings, I feel like I was on Wikipedia and I never stumbled upon this book, but, or maybe I just glossed over it. This book being the why it turned into Blade Runner, but but anyways, the comic itself is it's it save some time if you're gonna like try to get through it all. So I, Comicsology Unlimited has every issue of it, so. I downloaded the full book just to have it all. It's 635 pages on Comixology. Yikes. And it, a lot of the pages you can tell were pulled from like a novel that only contained words. There's a lot of reading going on and that's not always the best. You, you kind of got to be in that mindset. You know, when you, when you grab a book like that's very heavy like this, the art's very cool. I think they, they did a great job of, of showing, showing that Blade Runner world. I mean, it's, the scenes with the rain, the the dark night, the the sky, like it's all in this dark undertones. It's you know it matches the the film pretty well. Just it's it's just a lot of reading, and I mean I've been trying to get through it. It's good, but you just gotta have the time and be in that mindset. I'm like 45 pages in right now. Uh, I don't know when I'll finish it. It's not like a keeping me at the edge of my seat type of thing. You know I'm appreciating okay. it for what it is. Uh, right. But I would say, you know, maybe the next time you've got a super long flight somewhere, load it up and, and take a peek. Well, okay. I'll see you on my Hawaii trip. <laughs> it's a doozy. All right. So um, where are we? So I'm, I'm continuing on with Phoenix Resurrection. This is a Matthew Rosenberg book. And it is, you know, this is the reintroduction of Jean Grey proper into Marvel. And, you know, it. It's a. It, I I almost wish I could read the whole thing. Uh, it's going to be a five book total run, so we're four or five, and it, and it's just it's been a, a lot of teasing and a lot of what is the, what is going on here, but nevertheless it's good. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, Regression came back. This is a book by Cullen Bunn. This is sort of his like weird. Um, I almost would have given you this to read. Regression number one because I got it for ninety nine cents the first time it came out. It is so creepy and strange and so many weird layers. Um, this came back, and it's it's just weird. But I like it. So there you go. And then uh, Redneck number nine. This is by Donnie Cates, who we've, been, who we've had on the show before. Good guy. Um, this is sort of a vampire slash, well, literally, like, redneck people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep south kind of thing. Uh, so I read that, and that's about it. But uh, they, they they were all perfectly fine reads, and I would not dump anything just yet. So there you go. That, okay. that that's my that's my endorsement. That's a uh, that's a very respectable week for us, I would say. 
I would say so. I mean, it's despite all the reading. So, <laughs> okay. So, another news. What's going on? Uh, so, first, I saw today that Valiant is being acquired by entertainment company DMG. What is that? And then that I, I perused through some follow-up items on Bleeding Cool that were quick to make mention of this being a Chinese company, and they were throwing all sorts of shade about you know what who the investors are and and what they're what's going to be happening here. Uh, I think from my from my perspective it's uh, it's it strikes me as odd timing that Valiant would be being sold to someone. I mean they've got we keep I mean we've talking for years now about these movies they've got in development with Sony and it's been taking a while for those to come out. It just seems like an an odd purchase. It, you know the, all the PR spin is making it seem like this is super great and it's going to expand their reach and you know nothing bad is happening. So I think it'll just be interesting to keep your eye on what happens with those movies, these characters outside of just printed comics. But what do we know about the business? Very little. So see, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm I, listen. I'm with you. I'm just I, we don't know. We don't know. Well, even still, that's a big company to be. Well, I mean, probably not that big, but they have a, <laughs> <laughs> it could be big. I mean, if those, if the films would take off, I mean, there's potential there for that to make a lot of money. If only. Well, that's the plan. We'll see if it happens. So okay. a, a film franchise that is currently making loads of money is the, the MCU, which we've talked about. And I don't know how much people want to be spoiled about about certain things, about Avengers 4, the Infinity War and everything. Um, so filming right now... There's been set photos that reveal Brie Larson in a Captain Marvel uniform. So this has been kind of controversial because when you look at these actors wearing this these kind of costumes out of like out of context without like lighting and you know what I'm saying? So people hated this. They hated it, right? Nerds. Yeah, nerds. They just they were like Whoa. without uh, knowing I, like yeah, what the storyline is. Is this her first appearance? Like, I mean, well, it, come I, on. I'm. I mean, look. I didn't care for it either. But like, I'm, I'm not gonna take. <laughs> I'm not gonna take to my Tumblr or whatever the fuck, right? I hear so, you. So, I mean, my thing is, I bet you. Well, it'll get better from here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, right? I would assume so. So, so leave it alone. Fine, I will. Jesus, leave it alone. Well, no, I'm just uh, America. Leave it alone. Amer- our Canadian friends who listen to the show, leave it alone. It'll be fine. We have just like, wait be- for the movie to come out to see the full storyline, and uh, yeah. you know, just be a little bit patient. That's all. Just, just, just chill the fuck out, right? Please. Okay. So I put this in here. So Black Mask released a bunch of stuff that's coming out this uh, this April, and the only reason I put this in here is okay. One, there's a book called Survival Fetish. And this comes out uh, from someone named Patrick Kid- Kidlin Kidlin Kindlon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I only put this in here because Antonio Fuso is doing most of the art. Who did Drive, which we read on the on the show, mm-hmm. and Cover B is done by Tyler Boss. Ooh, who we're a fan this, of. This, this this is the only thing he's done that I know of since the conclusion of uh, Four Gets Walking to a Bank. So I felt like that was at least worthy of our attention. That's okay. all. When does this come out? Does it say? It says April 2018. All and right. that will be all. Maybe it'll be a new number one. 
Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, I think dying, so. we're dying to read some. I, I think so. otherwise, it's it's nothing else that, that that's a, that's a one or that I know of. So I, I just felt like you know, I'm a Tyler Boss fan. I so am as you well. know, he's he's a cover B, but even still, keep him busy. So, so I mean, I'll, here we go. So it says uh, it's black and white. Sorry. Downtown Honolulu is a sniper alley, and Zahir runs it better than anyone. He's a local celebrity for transporting medicine and information across a no-man's-land occupied by malicious and street gangs. But what people say about you is never the full story, and when the cheers die out, Zahir is left with just his anxieties and his secrets. There was an ellipsis in there. The first of five issues that keeps his foot press on your adrenal gland from Patrick Clinton. We can never go home. There's nothing there. Shield, Quake, and illustrator Antonio Fuso, James Bond. <laughs> Survival Fetish is a pulse-pounding thrill ride that mixes political intrigue with deep characters and high-acting action. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I really should have put it on, you know, thick there. So no, You're such a good reader. <laughs> so there you go. And then, so, I, I mean, I put this in here, and I only just mentioned it because I thought it was curious. So... There's a whole article on CBR about how fans, according to all this market research and blah, 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 because there's been this whole thing about how DC films are sucking when it comes to box offices. This and is true. Marvel films seems to be, despite the character, doing pretty good. That fans seem to somehow uh, really relate better to and respond more to Marvel characters. Thoughts on this? Um... Well, when you so the movies have been better. But are they saying like even just the the comic book characters themselves that you, like you would read in the books? It says we were surprised to see across all trailers tested the emotional response was lower than expected for all set pieces and special effects, particularly in the genre we're looking at, according to DC people. Hmm. So, well, you know, I, I feel like Marvel does have more. Street level people, obviously, you know, you could relate. You know, Hawkeye is a sharpshooter of arrows. Black Widow's, you know, she's got some crazy abilities to of fighting and whatnot. And you know, even Tony Stark is a, a genius, rich guy who built a suit. So you know, outside of the suit, he's just a normal guy. Um, you know, Captain America is a normal dude who just had some super serum injected into him. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, compare that to you know an alien from Krypton, or Jason Momoa who's uh, Aquaman and can like, I I don't know. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just an extension of the movies being better. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm with you. So anyway, so I'm starting to conclude on such a bleak, we don't know note, but that's what it was. Well, I remember I've read some stories in in the past of how people can. It, you just seem more grounded into the Marvel stuff because, you know, DC's big stories happen in, like, Metropolis and Gotham City and not New York City and, you know, places that are completely made up as as opposed to happening in, in a real-world spot. And I, I suppose that could play some uh, a, a little element as well. Well, there's one theory. So, anyway, anyway uh, well... I'll see you next week, I guess. Another week, yeah. How about that? Another week, another dollar. Hmm. Hopefully there's some new number ones two weeks from now. 
Well, Jesus Christ. I mean, we're never getting to like February. <laughs> we love you all, though, creators. Please come on the show and we'll uh, interview you. Yeah, we got to get back on that. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Well, uh, check you later.